Welcome to the Crowfall Podcast, where we share stories and perspectives from the world of Crowfall with your host, Chris and Walker. This is Walker, and this week we review the holiday event and give some thoughts on the active population. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Minds at Crowfall Pod. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. Chris, how you doing this week, man? I'm feeling like Lou Bay. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And for those that are not familiar with Romance of the Three Kingdoms literature or video games, what is Lou Bay? <laughs> <laughs> he is the leader of the Shu Kingdom. Or I think that's how you say it. I could be pronouncing it wrong. But I imagine it's what he felt like seeing his you know, beloved country fall into such disorder and chaos, I guess, comparing ancient China to Crowfall. But we've got some interesting developments going on in the dregs. And based on how the scoring works, there seems to be an influx of alt guilds taking advantage of rewards. And... There is, of course, the major alliance as the main power, and I don't know. I think it's time to unite the clans and defeat the English on their own ground. Yeah. Well, that's what you said last week as well, so have you made any progress with that? We have some conversations going. Obviously, it's dependent on the people that are still playing and how many people we could get to make another major alliance really. Yeah. So I, I mean, you know, obviously we had that conversation in depth last week as well about whether, you know, it should be a, a larger alliance or how that, you know, how that shakes out or does the game just need to go to shadows? Cause if there's two factions as a result of two alliances, then isn't that kind of just playing in shadows? Yeah. I so I, I think that you know those are interesting points. I, I think that you know where it starts though is that the the active player base is just really really diminished right now, and there are you know I I don't know what it is if you were going to count people who log in for sieges only, it's mm -hmm. certainly a higher number of people who log in for sieges only. But as far as like people just running around in the world at any given time. I don't think there's that many on just throughout the day, day over day. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, I don't think is not real. I know because <laughs> I, because I am one of the few who is on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've on, done, on yeah, I've quite a bit of, of running around because of the new challenge holiday challenge to pick flowers and, and get the currency and whatnot. But so I, out of the, the whole time I've been running around from zone to zone, picking flowers, I mean, maybe it's just the time that I play, but I rarely see anybody unless it's a siege window or some type right. of, you know, PVP group doing something specific. Yeah. I mean, once in a while I'll see someone else harvesting or gathering or something, but you know, it, it's rare. Or if I'm harvesting or gathering, sometimes I will have someone try and gank me, mm -hmm. but, mm -hmm. but even then it's not, it's usually one person and it's usually not like a, some larger group or something, right? So Yeah, yeah. I actually got 
my my first um, solo kill. I'm just out doing an outpost. Like I'd capped an outpost and was farming some some other sun elves. I think it was. But then someone tried to recap the outpost, and then I went and checked it out, and I saw this person there, and then I was able to do a stealth attack. So it was my first stealth kill, solo kill, I guess I should say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, that's that's fun. I yeah. I. I mean, I I killed someone recently as on my stealth there also, but they were level thirty and they were one of the alts and one of the alt infinite alt guild so it mm. wasn't like a mm-hmm. competitive fight or something it was you know <laughs> they probably are in the starter gear that the game gives you <laughs> if that you know was their uh, was their name susie yeah no <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so you know so the whole alt guild thing that's happening now is is solo players are creating alternate accounts with and then putting that single you know account into the guild mm. and then running around and taking outposts to get conquest points so that they can get what would normally be a share of rewards meant for a guild just for themselves. Yeah. And to be clear, I'm not actually upset with the players for it because they're just taking advantage of an, an existing mechanic. It's not like they're cheating or so my point isn't to call those people out or complain to them. And really you know, I've seen other people say, well, the game's just designed poorly. Yeah, well, the game wasn't designed for there to be, like, 30 active people yeah. or whatever, yeah. right? There's more than 30, but the the only reason this works is because there aren't, there. there's no competition for the outpost. Like, other people don't care. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. In fact, now the only real competition you see for outposts is the alt guilds <laughs> that are trying to get their rewards. Uh, <laughs> They care about flipping flags. Yeah. Was but, it was it that the other night when we were out with the guild and we were running around and we capped some outposts and then someone getting mad and they were on their alt alt guild character. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's I don't know. But so so anyway, so that's I guess my point is that it's like that's why I say that I, it, it starts with the population. And I just think that there's, you know, for example, the, the political reality currently where there's the, the larger alliance and then the small fraction alliance, fractal alliance is what you're going to call it. Mm-hmm. And the reason that that all is such a problem is because the population is so low. Yeah. It might be a, an, an issue with bigger, or how big the maps are now because they weren't made for, the lower population not that that's the one and only reason but by a smaller map i think it could help yeah just getting people closer together i think that's true and i've seen a lot of people you know clamoring for that or requesting that and i, I mean yeah absolutely a smaller map would eliminate the alt guild thing probably you know except that <laughs> to some extent I mean, certainly there is a middle ground between where it is now and something that's extremely ridiculous, but I don't know. It's like they keep paring it down to to support the existing player base, which is great, except that at some point, like, are we just going to have, like, one zone and one keep and one? <laughs> <laughs> like, how much can we pare it down? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, 
and then how does that jive with their larger development goals and maybe you know maybe they can make a smaller map and put it out and then go back to work on whatever the revitalized version of this is supposed to be i don't i don't know yeah i mean um, i i don't necessarily think it's it's a bad thing by scaling it down and and kind of molding it around a smaller population you can kind of test it out more and see what the possibilities are and because i mean ultimately we would be moving towards a better scoring system a, a way that w- would not be able to be manipulated so you kind of have to see what it, what the players are doing to break it i guess yeah but when it gets so little then i mean for example like the alt guild problem you, you could solve that by changing the way that scoring works so that if you only have one member in your alliance and you can't get points or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But but that's I guess that's kind of my point about that's a population problem is like, but that's not a problem that needs to be solved if there's a player base, mm-hmm. right? True. So and on the one hand, it's easy to be like, yeah, well, they can make it now to accommodate the existing players. And then again, like I just suggested, maybe in the background they're working on whatever they're working on to <laughs> again re- revitalize this mm. but given that we still don't have you know the ability to search based on category of item I-, I mean i really i say that i know i've made that complaint forever but i mean really yeah. like the fact that they can't fix some of the really little things doesn't indicate that they're not competent enough to it indicates that they have very limited time mm-hmm. and so i, I- i'm almost hard pressed to believe that they could do both that they could continue to make the live game smaller and smaller to, to accommodate the ever shrinking player base that it plays currently and simultaneously develop again, whatever the new thing is or the changes are mm. that are, are going to, you know, supposedly bring this back. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. So it's like, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. And again, you know, one of the very first episodes we recorded, I chastise people for claiming to understand how game development works when they don't work in game development. Mm -hmm. I do not work in game development. So maybe I'm completely off base and, uh, and they can, can do that, but it's just in a weird spot right now because the main game, or I say the main game, the current game, and we're talking about dregs, of course, is so, is becoming like it's starting to fray at the ends, you know, and I, I'm some people might laugh and say it frayed at the ends a long time ago. <laughs> and that's fair. But my point is just like with these alt guilds, for example, and with just, it's just getting harder and harder to, to see people in the game mm-hmm. uh, outside of siege windows. Now I will say I've, you know, I, I have had siege content over the past few weeks and that's still been pretty good. That's still been yeah. fun. And honestly, the thing I would say about about Crowfall that I, you know, for everything that can be complained about or for everything that, and I don't know exactly what it is that doesn't work that, that has made it not, you know, it doesn't have to be wow levels of popular, but, you know, <laughs> tens of thousands of players or something like, I don't know what specifically it is that's driving people away. I certainly have some thoughts, but I do think that Crowfall has done an excellent job with the combat. Like, 
PvP fighting, whether it's one on one or two v two, or you know, it doesn't have to be fair teams, but whatever. If it's small scale, all the way to sixty on sixty, mm-hmm. I've done all of that and in between, and I think it's all fun. Like I think it's all really good. Yeah, I, I imagine people going away. Everyone has their their reason, but just the other day, I respect my character, and I had played this character since day one, and settled on a different spec again and this is six seven months later Mm -hmm. and it's not like i haven't played that character the entire time right it's Mm -hmm. and 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 that's because of how the 25 verse 25 siege works and kind of our group working out a composition of what we would like Mm-hmm. And talking about that and changing things. I mean, the fact that you could shift metas, you know, a meta spec or or whatever it may be, given the situation, it's amazing. And to your point, like, I think it, there's a lot of great things there. And unfortunately, people don't give it the time or they get turned off by something else like the vault inventory sorting. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, uh, yeah, there, we could probably go on for a long time. I think there's a lot of different, I think there's a variety of things that are really challenging, but honestly, any game that I've played, that's, I, I've certainly never, this is, this is the fastest that I've seen a game population decline this severely where I've been around the whole time. But like Dark Age of Camelot, for example, you know, I think, and again, there's probably a ton of reasons that people could cite for why that didn't continue to thrive for a long time. Mm -hmm. But I think the biggest reason was that it wasn't easy to be a new player. Like once we were two or three expansions into Dark Age of Camelot, Mm -hmm. it was just a lot of stuff to understand and learn. And they changed the way it worked. They basically allowed, once you had a max level character... You could then level any other character to level 20, so you could skip the first 20 levels, which just meant that there was no one new. There was no veteran players in new player zones. Yeah. And so new players are kind of left to their own devices. And Crowfall, while it is different than Dark Age of Camelot in almost every way, I think that it's similar in that there's a lot of stuff that's not obvious even after you've played for a long time. Mm -hmm. And the only way that we've learned anything that we've learned is by playing with other players that know, (laughs) that can tell us, and that have figured it out or whatever. And so I just think as a new player, like, regardless of anything else, regardless of scoring systems and whatever else, like, as much as you need to have an end game to sustain the player base and keep people plugged in, MMOs bleed people constantly. There's just a constant churn. And so new players have to be a priority. And I don't, right now, that's just not the, the way the game works right now. You, you can't be new and go to dregs and have success. And there's no reason for anyone who does play in dregs to go play in the other two campaigns in God's yeah, Reach or Shadow. Yeah. So there's, I just don't know what scenario it is where you're going to get new players with veterans that can help them yeah that that is a tough one i mean 
I, I can't even imagine what the game would have been like if we hadn't met some of the people that we met along the way. And we were lucky enough to start at the very beginning, so there was a large population to kind of meet some new people. And that those relationships have carried us up until this point. But coming in now, it's even harder because there's less people. So, but then a lot of them well, are and in also, drinks. And also, you know, and I mean, I love the, I love the crafted gear economy situation that there is. But there's not really a way, any an obvious way to get reasonably decent gear or something, you know, yeah. <laughs> without having it crafted. And the, the harvesting and crafting process is so long and so drawn out. And the lack of a marketplace makes it so that as a new player, like, I mean, you're not going to understand any of that anyway. <laughs> but you show up and it's like, well, how do I get anything? And you basically would have to rely on someone being kind enough to hook you up. Yeah. But yeah, if they, if you don't find that, it's just all, it just feels all very overwhelming, I think. And I say that because I felt overwhelmed when I was new. <laughs> Luckily, everyone else was new too. <laughs> yeah, it made it easier. But yeah, I felt overwhelmed a lot. And but we actually recruited or a new member in the guild. And it surprised me because he had been playing for about three months and still did not have a common vessel. I mean, we didn't have one for what four months yeah. five i mean we didn't we didn't know well because we didn't know how to get one past that like we knew you could buy the white vendor one right but it was like yeah but it, i mean to what end mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah and that was an entirely different beast because we were coming from the ground up and so having to figure out the the discipline situation and leveling up the harvesting disciplines. I mean, there's there's a lot of progression needed before you can actually harvest anything with a really good amount or higher level nodes. Well, and it's, yeah, I mean, beyond that, it's, it's, you know, yeah, you need legendary harvesting discipline and, you know, you don't really have to have a higher level level belt necessarily, although it definitely helps, Mm -hmm. but you have to have, the harvesting gear, mm-hmm. you know, like I, like I said a few episodes ago, like I didn't realize that you could just have everything you need to give you all of the harvesting stat that you need on a necklace and whatever the tool is. Mm-hmm. But that's only because we have really high level crafted stuff. And if you don't have that, you don't have to get it. You don't have to just do it there. Like you can also get the harvesting stats on rings. Mm-hmm. So you could have a lesser quality tool and necklace and then combine that with the rings but if you don't but that requires jewel crafting (laughs) so if you don't have that then you're not going to know any of that so then it's like you might spend an enormous amount of time which it would be if you didn't have good enough tools you'd spend an enormous amount of time grinding disciplines and get to orange and then still doesn't matter like you still aren't efficient at harvesting Right, because you don't have the tools. Because that's actually, you know, <laughs> just as relevant. Right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, 
or even just how the disciplines overlap in the crafting. I mean, with necromancy, really you need alchemy and putting all that together with body parts and all of that. It's a lot to figure out. And usually it would need multiple people. So depending on what guild this person joined in those first three months, it's like they don't really know where what to, where to go or how to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And you know, something else that I've seen here and there is, I, 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 I also, and it's it's unfortunate, but it's it's a product of the dwindling population, and that's that you see guild you know, guildmates, like people on the same team or alliance mates or whatever, kind of pointing the finger at one another for why there's not enough content or why, you know, they're not seeing people. And and it's easy to, to start to devolve into that, I think. Yeah. But yeah. I think that it's, it, it's just important to keep in perspective that there's just not a lot of people playing. And so uh, it's not it's not anyone who's still playing's fault <laughs> right yeah yeah um, like... it's not because the community's too toxic i mean yeah there's some people who get in general chat and you know and and talk but it's really easy to not read general chat and no one i've never received a tell like a whisper message from anyone <laughs> at least that i've seen maybe i have yeah. and i just don't know well that's another thing is that I mean, how do you, how would you communicate with a new player? Yeah, right. <laughs> Cause, it's like, because they probably aren't going to. They're see not going to see it, and then and then what are you trying to say anyway? Like you're just yelling your Discord link at them, and and then. <laughs> I mean, it, all of it is kind of ridiculous. We just have to be honest. Well, and that's why I started this by saying I really do think that the combat is really good, though. Yeah, like yeah. at the core of it, like everything else you know, has its issues, but the actual fighting, I really do like, and I get that there have been parts of it that have been broken throughout time. And there's been classes that have been insanely overpowered and it's not fun. And, and maybe they're overpowered in certain contexts, you know, like, but I don't know, like, I, I still think that it does, it does a really good job. And, and a lot of it is, you know, the lack of tab targeting, I think is huge because you really can have melee get in front mm -hmm. and, yeah. You know, spellcasters from Team A can't target the spellcasters from Team B. You know, with AOE they could, but not directly if they don't have line of sight because there's a knight standing in front of them or whatever. Yeah, and I love the and way I, the elevation works and the different land. I mean, in in the spacing of like a battle like that. Yeah, no, I mean that that's what I mean. Like with the fights, like you get a ton of you know, it's not just it's not like a battleground fight or something in in a game like WoW. You know, it's not a Rothy Basin or something where people are just kind of meeting in the in a in a field and then fighting. There's a ton of manipulation of the terrain, and there's just all sorts of little hills and cliffs and stuff just all throughout the map. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I for siege fights and stuff, we've had a lot. I've had a lot of fun on the losing side of it too. I mean, I, we've had the enemy use the terrain better than our group did, and and we lose as a result of it. But it's still cool to see that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's just great that it's a possibility and that taking the high ground really means something because it's not like you can just rush up there and then. Right. Yeah. 
But I don't know. So I, I, I'm definitely still interested to see what happens over the next several months. Obviously, you know, Monumental continues to hire people. So I definitely don't think that it's just going to wither and then shut off anytime soon. Because mm-hmm. it seems like Monumental is making a pretty significant investment in it. Yeah, and it does just so interesting. It doesn't make sense for, for them to just buy it and then not try and implement their plan for it. Well, and to and to continue hiring additional yeah. staff. Now obviously they make more than Crowfall, but yeah, I, I, it definitely seems like they're in it for at least somewhat of a long haul. I just have no idea what it what the changes will be. Because again, like n- n- all of the things that we take issue with None of them on their own are enough to move the needle. Like, if if they fix the vault and you could search more easily or whatever, right? That's not enough to, like... It's not like people are going to read that and be like, all right, I'm back, you know? <laughs> yeah. Here we go. That would be awesome, but... Yeah, that... Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the thing is. And maybe to some extent it's just a, a more comprehensive overhaul and then it gets re-released on steam or something and that mm. marketing push but but the thing is, is like if the game today was put out on steam we don't have thousands of consistent players all of a sudden yeah like it yeah it's it it's un- it's lack of success is not because of marketing it's because people don't want to continue playing for <laughs> a long time and i mean it's been brought up to me several times that if there's not siege events going on or someone leading a fort window take you know we're gonna go clear this zone so there's like not a reason for people to log in or something but i i I feel like that there does need to be some sort of pvp progression path where the stats do mean something over an all-time you know, outside of, of the campaign where you would stack your stats and potentially get maybe different titles or cosmetics or something so that, I mean, yeah, I just want to go run around and cap this outpost because I get another outpost take and 10 more outpost takes to my next title. I don't know. Just something that gives it meaning. Yeah, I... I think that I think that's definitely a good idea, and I would like to see just in general it would be cool mm-hmm. to see stuff like that. I mean, even PVE titles like you've killed a thousand satyrs, you're the satyr slayer. <laughs> you've killed ten thousand satyrs. Yeah, I mean, really though, and like, I want to see it under my name. I mean, it, like right, right there, right. Yeah. Again, though, I don't I don't know that titles is enough to bring people back. Like, I think that's a good idea, and I think that would make it more enriched. Yeah. But like, if I had stopped playing, I wouldn't see a patch note that was like, "Now you can get a title," and be like, "All right, oh, right. let's go back." Yeah, you it know? would have to be like a, a really significant change. I don't know what it would compare to. Yeah, uh, something like a Darkness Falls in Camelot or some new way of interacting with the game. I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Again, yeah, I don't know what that is either. But definitely interested to see. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, something else we mentioned last week, of course, when we recorded the Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day event, hadn't started quite yet. And now we're, you know, a good week into that. And 
I don't know. I don't know where I land. The community at large seems to be generally pretty disappointed because the grind of it is enormous. Mm -hmm. And I can appreciate that. Actually, I think I do just agree with that sentiment. So there's a part of me that's like, well, if it only took four hours to complete the holiday event, Mm -hmm. then it wouldn't be a grind. But I think then the sentiment would be, this was dumb. It only took four hours. Oh, yeah. I completed it in a day, right? So it's like, there's some balanced strike where, you know, like on the forum, I saw a player said that they had spent 40 hours since the event launched picking flowers, Mm -hmm. which to put it in context is basically full-time. Like if you were working an eight hour job per day, that that's, that's the amount of time that's been put in by this individual. So it's a lot of time and they have like, I don't know, three or 400 flavonoids or something, right? Like it's a little over 10 an hour is basically what they're getting. Mm -hmm. And, and they're like, that's crazy. And I agree that that is too much, but if you're going to play 40 hours in five days, Mm -hmm. then again, like then the event would have been over on day one for you. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, but they've also given away stuff as Twitch drop rewards for free. And there's literally no earning that, you know what I mean? So to say that people, you know, well, you want to put the the rewards of the holiday event behind some sort of, you know, they have to earn it kind of thing. But I don't know. Maybe that's not really relevant. Well, I I feel bad for the folks that have really busy lives and want to play more and may not just be able to grind it out. And and those rewards in that in that store are really significant. It it would actually be if you didn't do titles, you could do a PvP progression with some sort of store like that, so it wouldn't be just a holiday event. People could earn enough by PvPing to eventually get those things. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, I want to say, well, that that's counter to the whole idea that the, everything in the game is crafted, right? Or everything in the game is something that you have to go earn out in the world. But again, that's actually just not the truth of the game because there's tons of Twitch drops, A. Yeah. And B, how, I mean, people who've been playing since the beginning that have had access to conquest rewards for every Dregs campaign. I know. You've got enormous amounts of stuff that they didn't go out into the world and earn. Myself included. I mean, so I'm not, a, I'm not separate from that or something. Yeah. But, you know, I have crafting disciplines that are purple or orange that came from from guild rewards that I didn't I didn't sit and grind out, Mm -hmm. you know, 20 or whatever green (laughs) (laughs) disciplines in every craft or whatever, you know. Yeah. And I mean, those first rounds, too, were were pretty ridiculous. Well, and people were jumping on all four, you know, four or five campaigns, whatever. Oh, yeah. All the servers, right. So they were getting the huge amount of reward and then doing it four times over. Wow. Right. Yeah, I don't... I, I um. But anyway, yeah, either way. So, I don't know. I think the Valentine's Day event is cool. I think it's a nice idea. I hope that they continue to implement stuff like that in the future. I think that they... 
I think that they missed the mark a little bit by making it it's really highly incentivized to go do it by yourself mm-hmm. because if you go around with a partner, well, you're both picking the same flowers. Now. Yeah. So now yeah. you're just having your, your flavonoid or whatever it is collection. So it forces people to play by themselves, which is counter to what I think you want to do in a game like this, <laughs> especially given the current population. And yeah, maybe, maybe it should be tuned down a bit. I mean, Again, I think if the hour, I think if they were like, "Hey, it's Valentine's Day, everyone gets mailed these badges," mm-hmm. then people would have been up in arms about why is there, you know, why don't you have to earn yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that it's cool to see them do something where you have to earn it, but maybe it shouldn't be quite this insane. Yeah, maybe not as quite as demanding. I mean, it's supposed to be a holiday event, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I actually have yeah. kind of have fun running around and doing that but yeah but you don't i mean but you don't care if you get everything like you're not you're not on a mission to collect a thousand flavonoids or whatever it is to to craft every single thing that's available yeah yeah i mean i guess i would be okay if i didn't get everything but right i mean i'm definitely gonna give it give it a shot to try and get as many as i can before that last day but right yeah, so I don't know. Again, I think the events I think the events cool. At the same time, I also just don't know how much it struggles yet again because of player population. And maybe it's actually an opposite because maybe if there was 200 people all running around at once looking for flowers, oh, yeah. no one would ever get anything because there's not enough flowers. Yeah, know? that would, that would if it was like the first dregs and then if right. everyone's picking flowers, I don't think anyone would get a flavonoid. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's what it's supposed to be, though, right? It's supposed to be people care about territory. And so you're fighting over the right to harvest in this area. So, it's you know what I mean? It's like, hey, I, our guild's keep is right there. We can go get keep buffs. We can respawn there. Yeah. So we've got the ability to control this in a way that other people don't. But that's just not how it's actually shaken out. You know, on paper, that's how it works. And, and it's weird, it's too, it because it, it works both ways. It's like if if we had the bigger population kind of like it was in the beginning, then it's like the new people who are not a part of that, they still can't get in there and play. And, and maybe that is maybe, you know, because you've talked a lot about the you know, maybe shadows should be the introduction to the game, right? That's where new players go first. And I push back at that. And and I, I don't know. On the one hand, if the player base was healthy enough, then maybe it could support that, yeah. right? Because really the thing is, is that honestly, dregs should probably only be being played by pretty hardcore players because you've got a lot of responsibility because you have to defend your own keeps and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And if you wanted to play more casually, then Shadows might be a better place. But there's not a player base to support it. And so now all it does is fracture it. And anyone listening who just plays Shadows might be like, well, Shadows is still a good time right now. I I, I definitely don't mean to rain on anyone's parade. But the truth is, is that most people that I know that play in Dregs use Shadows as like a... I go there if I don't want to see anyone, <laughs> which is crazy because dregs is already pretty much yeah. there. So, yeah. 
and I know there's been some good content in Shadows, so I don't mean to act like that doesn't exist, but that's not that's not where the player base is. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. But anyway, anything else you wanted to hit on this evening? I'll do it. Well, that's all for the show today. Follow us on Twitter and Minds at Crowfall Pod. You can also check out my other podcast, The Walk Show, which explores the walk of life through interviews with a variety of guests. Or my other show, Pick Up Your Sticks, which is a podcast about video games where we explore the idea of why gaming matters. As always, thanks for the listen. Have a great week. Stay up.